So welcome to St. Louis Family Church. I'm so happy you guys are here. Good morning. You were to pray that God will give us this day our daily bread. And uh, Jesus is the bread of life. So really what that means is, Lord, give us Jesus. You know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is, let me read some things to you that someone gave me from the church. I'm going to get ready to tell you and just let you know. In, John, in Mark chapter 16, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 16, Jesus was in a place called Caesarea Philippi. In his earthly ministry, he asked the disciples, who do the people say that I am? And uh, they piped up and somebody said, some think you're John the Baptist. Others think you're Elijah. Some think you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. So there's the general consensus. And then he says, but who do you say that I am? This is really what it boils down to for each individual on earth. Who do you say that I am? And um, Simon Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus gives one of the greatest commendations. He says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. Head knowledge, studying, intellectual aptitude, your own natural perceptions didn't reveal this to you. Popular opinion didn't, the consensus of population didn't reveal this to you. He said, but my Father who is in heaven, you're blessed because you got a revelation. God revealed, he chose to reveal something to you who were previously blind, and he's opened up your eyes. Blessed are you. And you're Peter, you're, you're Petros, and upon this Petra, you're, you're the little rock but upon this big rock, the rock of this revelation that the Father supplies, I'm going to actually build the entire church. He said, and the gates of hell or Hades will not be able to overpower it. So there is an amazing answer to an important question. You're the Christ. You're the Messiah. You're the Redeemer. You're the one that after Adam messed up everything, you came to restore and bring uh, righteousness and bring help. What Adam did that severed connection with God, Jesus did to connect us and give us a covenant and, and enjoyment with God. Aren't you grateful for this? True Christianity is a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So we got to know who he is. And Thomas said, I don't know the way. What's up? You know, in John chapter 14, verse 1, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. He said, in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. I have a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And I, I wanted to teach on Jesus, the creator, but I'll do that another day because I'm going to teach on Jesus and his testimony throughout the, the book of John. I've got some good insights for you uh, from, from firsthand accounts of people who were there who had eyewitness accounts of who Jesus is. And so uh, I'm kind of spilling over in this service. Are you Okay. 1 John chapter 1, I'm going to read this to you in a minute, but 1 John chapter 1, verse uh, 1 through 3, I love John. John is apparently the one that Jesus loved, right? He wrote in his gospel, the disciple whom Jesus loved, I think he said it over five times, five times, he kept saying that, you know, not to brag, not because he was elitist or he thought he was the favorite, he just had a develop, highly developed revelation of God loving him. He, he said he knew Jesus loved him. That was something that John understood. And if you read 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, 
you read the book of Revelation, and you read the Gospel of John, you'll be blessed. His name in Hebrew is Yohanan, and uh, the, the theologians call all the writings of John uh, Johannian theology. And I, you know, I don't know why they do that, but it's just the theology John put out by the Holy Spirit. But anyway, here, here's, what, here's what this says. Chapter 1, verse 1. Open our eyes, Lord, I pray for revelation. Open the eyes of our heart that we may see. Hearts to receive from you, to be fed and filled, with, to, to obliterate deception and, and push off confusion and bring crystal clarity. I ask that you would use me in this little moment, Lord. What was from the beginning, didn't that sound familiar? In John's gospel, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. What does it say in Genesis? In the beginning, God created, right? That's beautiful stuff. And it says, what was it from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, and what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. They're crime stories, they're movies, mystery movies that I have to do with. Uh, they're right now currently in the election year, there's subpoenas and there are indictments and there are all kinds of things. And they're always, the judge is always requiring eyewitness accounts. And I'm telling you the basis of the Christian faith is filled with eyewitness accounts. And John is one of the eyewitnesses who has attesting to specifically what happened in history of who this Jesus is. He was there when Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And uh, the blessing that's on that, and, and John is affirming that, what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we've seen with our eyes, what we've looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. And the life was manifested and we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write, look at this, so that our joy may be made complete. And this is the message which we've heard from him. And then he, they faithfully announce and pass on. We are in a continuum. We, Jesus followers, have uh, taken on and heard a message where in Romans 10, 17, Paul the Apostle said to the Roman church that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, of Christ. This is the word of Christ, basically, that was being proclaimed here, the Messiah, the Savior, the Redeemer. He's the... Word made flesh. In the beginning was the word. We're a word movement. We're proclaimers. We're, we're the confession movement. We speak. We believe so strongly in who Jesus is that according to Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, if we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we'll be saved. I spoke to a man from Ghana, West Africa this morning, and he's been a Christian since he was a youth. And his girlfriend, she got saved when she was 28. And I looked at them, and the lights have gone on in their lives. She used to be afraid of water. She overcame that, so she got baptized in water last June by Pastor John here at church on Friday night. And then to this morning, they wanted to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Tremendous things happening. There is, a, you know, we sing, this is a move. 
post-COVID, coming into the 2023 20, election, 24 election, seeing all the mudslinging, all the harshness of the fall of man. It's not dissimilar to the Roman Empire, what we're seeing. And yet the church, the early church, thrived behind enemy lines, thrived in a fallen world. There's a couple here from Eastern Bloc Nation that have had a wonderful encounter with God. and grew, He grew up under a Christian dad and uh, still modeling the faith even through the harshness and, 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 and the, the price they had to pay for their faith. You know, we had two uh, former Muslims uh, that were on the front row. In fact, the whole family, uh, the, the uh, Membli and Fatouche Gashi, I remember the, they're, they're, they're very educated, wonderful Eastern European people. And they, when the lights went on with Jesus, and they testified to this this morning, how Jesus changed their life. A 20-year-old girl, she said, yeah, Jesus changed my life. I said, did you, change, did you experience change? Jesus changed my life. And on my worst day, I'm so grateful for salvation. On the hardest times, when I'm disappointed with myself, I'm so grateful for his mercy. When things are really good, I rejoice. When things aren't so good, I still am required to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Who do men say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Well, here's some, of the, here's some of the phrasing in the scriptures. This is lifted right out of the Bible. Jesus is the last Adam. He's our advocate. He's the Almighty, the Alpha and the Omega, the Amen, the Apostle of our confession, the Arm of the Lord, the Author and Perfecter of faith, the Author of salvation, beginning of creation of God, blessed a beloved son, blessed and only sovereign, branch, bread of life, chief shepherd, chosen one of God, Christ of God, consolation of Israel, cornerstone, creator, deliverer, door, eternal father, faithful witness, first and last, firstborn, forerunner, glory of the Lord, God, God blessed, God the Lord, good shepherd, great high priest, head of the church, heir of all things, Holy servant, holy and righteous one, holy one of God, holy one of Israel, horn of salvation, the I am. Uh, image of God, Emmanuel, Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, judge of Israel, king of kings, king eternal, king of the Jews, king of the nations, lawgiver, lamb, lamb of God, leader, life, light of the world, lion of the tribe of Judah, the Lord of all, Lord of glory, Lord of lords, Lord of righteousness, man of sorrows, mediator, messenger of the covenant, Messiah, mighty God, mighty one, morning star, Nazarene, only, God of, only begotten of God, our Passover, prince of peace, prince of life, prophet, redeemer, re resurrection in the life, righteous one, rock, root of David, Rose of Sharon, ruler, ruler of the kings, savior, seed of the woman, shepherd and guardian of our souls, Shiloh, son of the blessed, son of David, son of God, son of the most high, son of man, son of righteousness, source of eternal salvation, sunrise, true light, true vine, truth, witness, wonderful counselor, one word and the word of God. Hallelujah. You applaud because, not because of the way I read it, but what I read. You applaud because it bears witness and resonates in your spirit that the person that you've affixed to and that you've secured your hope on is in fact legitimate. 
that your understanding is he is the way and he is everything the Bible has said and has recorded it and, and we, we believe that. The people from the Eastern Bloc nations saw that when there, there was this dominance of an atheistic uh, false purification, that, that they still needed Jesus. They still needed Jesus. That, that when, the, when I was in the counterculture of Southern California and the drug, sex, and rock and roll hippie thing uh, and, and the anti-establishment thing, we still needed Jesus. When people are in religious formalism, they still need Jesus. The, the, the people that say, no, I don't believe in him, they still need him. I'm seeing, I'm seeing people on the, on the cutting edge of communication in the entertainment and information age. And I'm seeing one interview the other, and one has had an encounter with God. One, his wife uh, had a cancer battle, and he took a stand on certain things, and he was bewildered by her faith. And while she was battling and going through struggles, it actually deepened his resolve to seek after God. Additionally, his, his daughter had gone through some depression, and she had an encounter with Jesus. So he ends up having an encounter with Jesus. And these anti, uh, these, these atheistic type guys are like, let's talk about this. And so they're, 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 I'm seeing God move in and the truth of Jesus seep into the high levels and into the medium levels, into the, all the levels, every nook and cranny of our, of our era we're in right now, Jesus is Lord. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world. And the knowledge of the glory of God will fill every place. And as a pastor of a local church, I certainly want to see it in my personal life. I want to see it in my household with my wife, with my kids now, adult kids and now grandkids. And I want to see it spread through my local church. I want to see St. Louis Family Church be all about Jesus. And that's why we need to study him. And so John, he is the eyewitness. And so he wrote a gospel. And it's interesting, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called synoptic gospels, meaning they're synchronized, and there are books that are, that are the harmony of the gospels. Has anyone ever seen one of those in a bookstore? You have one of those where it shows when the 5,000 were fed or when Jesus was baptized and, you know, or when this particular person or this miracle or this healing happened. Uh, but John's gospel, he, he wrote it later than the other three. He had written some of his epistles, and, uh, you know, he's one of the, what they call apostles of the Lamb, who was assigned to be a Bible writer. Nobody after the closing of Revelation wrote any scripture. Anything after that is an add-on that you, you need to uh, be aware of and, and guard your heart from. And the reason a lot of these Gnostic Gospels and the and Enoch, Book of Enoch and all those things, they, they didn't make it through those uh, systems. Some people think it was all the world. I actually believe the God that initiated the Bible, preserved the Bible. He moved on men of old that were anointed and truly called, and they wrote it, and it's inspired. There were shepherds, there were poets, there were kings, and people wrote it from all kinds of walks of life over several thousand years, and it came to us protected by, authored by the Holy Spirit, protected by the Holy Spirit, and it's a trust, trustworthy and reliable guide for our faith and our conduct. Genesis to Revelation, it's wonderful. Thank God for his word. And I want to go now just to a moment, that's my introduction, and I have just a few minutes to share seven verses with you from the book of John. And I want to show you uh, seven scriptural witnesses that attest to who the Lord Jesus is. 
These are eyewitness accounts. These are people who were there. If we were in a situation where we were in a legal matter, we would call these people and we'd have them testify and take the, 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 into the court and they would present their account. And here we see John the Baptist. Everybody say John the Baptist. He was, uh, he was a Baptist. And uh, I love Baptists. Anyway, John the Baptist, he, he's a baptizer. And he was Jesus' cousin. He was the son of Elizabeth and Zechariah. He had a miracle birth. It wasn't like Jesus' miracle birth. He was conceived conventionally by a father and a mother, whereas Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit in a true, unique, um, amazing intervention from heaven. Jesus is the unique person of the universe. And when, Jesus, when John saw Jesus later on in life, he said, Behold, here's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Aren't you glad we had somebody who came to rescue us from our sins? I sure am. And in John chapter 1, verse 34, we see the witness of John the Baptist. I'm talking about a witness, an eyewitness account, somebody that's testifying. Everybody say testify. You know, in call and response church, which I so love, um, you hear people say, can I get a witness? And uh, testify, right? Those are two amazing, and, and, and that, has, that has emerged in call and response church because it's, it's, uh, it's something affirming and confirming. It's like, I was there, I saw it, I experienced this. That's really where my roots are, my, my, my roots are in uh, information that was documented, covered, and clarified, and uh, wasn't fabricated. It's authentic. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so the man, woman, or child of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So if you're a note taker, write some of these things down. John 1.34, he said, I... Myself, this is John the Baptist talking. He said, I have seen, I myself have seen and have testified that this, in fact, is truly the Son of God. There's a person that was there that actually baptized Jesus in the Jordan that had the unique moment where he saw, he grew up with him as his cousin, and now all of a sudden it's occurred to him by revelation Jesus is not just my cousin. You know, he knew him according to the flesh. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12, 13, 14, it says, Henceforth we know no man according to the flesh. It said, even though we knew Jesus according to the flesh, I think it's verse 14. 2 Corinthians 5, 14. It says, the love of Christ controls us. And then it says that one died for all, therefore all died and he died for all so that they who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we know no one, we recognize no one according to the flesh. Even though we, we knew Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him in this way no longer. This had to happen for Mary, the mother of Jesus. She had to transition from being his mom to being his follower. John the Baptist had to transition from being his cousin to being his follower. And uh, so we look at Jesus with, uh, you know, an amazing 
array of perception, like he's the son of man, he's the son of God. I'll just tell you, he's the unique person of the universe. He's not the offspring of aliens. He's the son of God. He, he's not the, the result of human manufacture. He's not the conjecture of, a, of an ideal. He's not a, a Judeo-Christian myth. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the son of God. And John says, I attest, I affirm, I witness, I testify that this is the son of God. The next testimony in John's gospel is found in chapter 5, verse 36. John chapter 5, verse 36. And, uh, you know, you could turn to this in your Bible or look at it up on the screen or on your phone, however you, however you retrieve scriptures, or you just want to just hear it. He says, for the testimony which I have is greater than the testimony of John. See, uh, John's testimony says, you have sent John and he has testified to the truth. And then it goes in and says, the testimony which I have is greater than the testimony of John for the works, everybody say the works, which the Father has given me to accomplish the very works that I do testify about me that the Father has sent me. God had signs attesting miracles and wonders follow Jesus. We're singing, this is a house of miracles. And um, I'm telling you, I, I hear, I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm listening for results. And a lady stopped me right out in the front, just between this service and the last service. Pastor Jeff, on Friday night, you had this word that specifically happened to me. It's a lady right here on a prayer meeting. She's come through uh, some chemo and some cancer treatment, and it, 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 just the byproduct of it is it affected her bone density, correct? And it was, they were talking osteoporosis, I guess is what that is. And she was getting test after test, and they were coming back that it had been diminished. Well, there was a word of knowledge, and I'm teaching on this on Friday nights about gifts of the Holy Spirit. And she took hold of that. <clears throat> she got a test, and for the first time since her process, she got a good report. She had, her bone density was better, right? And that she's right here. This is right out of the pages of scripture and it's right in the context of right now, right? In the midst of, of mudslinging on, on, on the internet and, and all the hostility on the news media and mass mandates and all the stuff everybody's upset about, Jesus has rolled up his sleeves and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he still wants to give people an encounter with his reality. And he's looking for people, can I get a witness? He's looking for people that will, I'm a witness. See, I'm a witness that Jesus changed my life. How else could I be doing this for four decades? I, I, I know that Jesus, what he has done in my life. And I'm, I'm fully persuaded. I'm fully persuaded. And, but, you know, let, let's just see some more things here. There's a testimony of John the Baptist. He's, hey, the lamb, here's the lamb of God. I, I testify that he's the son of God. And then, you know, uh, yet the testimony of the signs, wonders, and miracles uh, were, were greater. The very works that I do testify about me. And then he goes on in, in verse 37, and there's a testimony of our heavenly father. Verse 37 says, and the father who sent me, he has testified of me. Remember when he was baptized by John on, in the Jordan, a voice from heaven said, this is my son, hear him. 
This is my son. The uh, sonship acknowledges similarity. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and my Father are one. Jesus is fully man and he's fully God. He's the unique person of the universe. He's awesome. He's holy. He's the only one capable of redeeming us from our sins. He's the only way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So listen, pay attention to this. And the Father who sent me, he has testified of me. He says, you have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form. He said, but yet he testifies of me. And then there's the witness of the Old Testament scriptures. And and you look at verse 39. It says, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. It is these that testify about me. There was a minister from from, uh, back in the day that had a book about Jesus in every book of the Bible. And he, he went through all Genesis, all the way through the law, the prophets, all the way through into the New Testament, all the way through how it all points to Jesus. When we went to Bible school, there was a man in our class who was a beautiful uh, Orthodox Jewish businessman. His daughter went away to college and uh, she had an encounter with Jesus and called her dad and said, Dad, I've given my heart to Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian. It upset him. He he wrote a book called Betrayed because he felt betrayed. He was so burdened. And listening to the man's testimony as he testified about this, he he was such a good storyteller and he he was so emotive. And I felt his heart broken for what was happening to his daughter and he felt bad about it. So he decided in order to do an intervention to help her out, he would read and go buy a New Testament and start reading. And he started in the book of Matthew and read the New Testament only to find that it was accurate and it pointed to the Messiah of the Jews and that it was a completion of what he had been promised and what he had hoped for as a, as a Jewish follower. And he, too, gave his life to Jesus. And it was a radical conversion. And, and it, it was a witness that he was witnessed to by his daughter. And, and that way he was upset about it. But then he searched the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. That actually it is these that testify about me. Hallelujah. Give people a Bible. Let them read it. It'll shine and show them the path to Jesus. That's the testimony of the scriptures. Another one, look at chapter, let's turn to chapter 8, flip the pages, and here's the testimony of Jesus himself. This is is interesting. He he actually testifies about himself. And it says in chapter 8, verse 14, it says, Jesus answered and said to them, even if I testify about myself, my testimony is true. <laughs> Mic drop, boom. For I know where I came from and, I, and where I am going. Isn't it nice to follow someone who knows where he's coming from, knows where he's going, and that the Holy Spirit will take from Jesus and reveal to us. I pray a spirit of wisdom and revelation gets on you today. I pray the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. I pray you and I, we become enthralled with the person of the Lord Jesus. I pray we'd be a Jesus-centered church. I pray my household would be a Jesus-centered household. My marriage would be a Jesus-centered marriage. My kids would be Jesus-centered in their lives. And I pray that St. Louis Family Church would be Jesus' church and a place Jesus likes, a place where Jesus flows, a place where Jesus shows up, 
place where Jesus just sits in heaven and looks and joins in and, and inhabits the praises of his people. Can I get a witness? Testify. John testified. Signs and wonders testified. The Father testified. The scriptures testify. Jesus testifies. You know, look, he said, um, I go to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I told you about C.S. Lewis in uh, the BBC broadcast after World War II, which later was encapsulated and became mere Christianity. And he said, look, I'm hearing that people are saying, well, Jesus is a great teacher, but, but, but we don't believe in his deity. We don't believe he's the Lord. We just think he was one of these great in the Middle East at a certain time and was a great teacher. He said, you, you, can't, you don't get a pass for that. Because what Jesus said, the claims he made of what he testified of who he was, it's not, he would either be a lunatic or a liar or the Lord. You can't call him a good teacher. He is a good teacher, but you can't just stop there and say, oh, he's a good teacher. Jesus is the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the faithful witness. He's the resurrection and the life. He is the Son of God, and he's the Son of Man, and he's the only one capable of saving us from our sins. It's the only name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he's the Lord. And there are many false Christs, and we gotta watch out so we're not deluded by strong argument. We've gotta guard the treasure that's in us, not in a paranoid way, not in a defensive, nervous way, but in a secure, confident, biblical way where we know what we believe. John said, I wrote these things to you so that our joy would be complete and we'd have fellowship with one another, with God. He also said later in 1 John, I wrote these things to you so that you may know you have eternal life. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. He desires no one to perish, but all to come to eternal life. And see, I'm talking about testimony, and these are the testimonies of John and of the works of Christ and the miracles and and, and the Father himself in the Old Testament and Jesus Christ testifying to himself. And look at ver chapter 15, verse 26. The Holy Spirit testifies who Jesus is. He, he points to Jesus, doesn't he? John 15, 26. When the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, <clears throat> what? He will testify about me. You want to know what a Holy Ghost meeting is? A meeting that points to Jesus. You want to know what a believer's meeting is? It's, a, it's believers turning to Jesus. You want to know what a teaching service is? It's teaching about Jesus. You want to know what an evangelistic outreach is? It's an outreach telling people about Jesus, being the Savior and the Rescuer. You want to know what a worship service is? It's singing to Jesus about what he, Jesus has done. There are people here from Turkey and Hungary and, 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 and Nigeria and the nations of the world. There are people here from Chesterfield and St. Charles and Wildwood and, and the uttermost parts of the earth. To our friends in Kosovo, Chesterfield, Missouri is the uttermost parts of the earth. But, but in my Bible, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, we're talking about testifying and being a witness. And it says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witness. You won't be a big shot in the church that operates in gifts and then struts around like a potentate or like a guru. 
That's pharisaical. That's what Jesus was like rolling his eyes over throughout the, his Bible time. This movement we're in, God wants to manifest himself through each and every individual. Amen. Sons and daughters, young people at college. I'm so encouraged to find out that, that the, the folks at Asbury College in Kentucky had a, had a chapel service and they were singing just, it was at, from what I read, a, a normal day of praise and worship in a chapel and a young man repented of his sins and something struck hearts and people flocked to the altar and many hundreds of people gave their lives to Jesus. And I was so touched by it. They had sustained times where they, the leadership said, well, let's, you know, we, we don't want to stop what God's doing. And, they, and they, they, are, they have had revivals for over 100 years there. So when it became a carnival environment, the leadership was smart enough to go, no, let's just cancel it now. Let's just, let's, this was, this, and a lot of people think, what, you could sustain that for three or four years. Well, not if it's not supposed to be sustained, you know. And he said, well, now let's let it spread. I thought that was really commendable leadership. I was so thankful for that touch of the Holy Spirit. My wife and I were college kids, and in the time of the early 70s, Jesus moved on our lives independently of each other. We found each other in a context of what now historically was called the Jesus Movement, where two things were happening. Lost, disenfranchised kids were being drawn into the kingdom of God by grace. God was moving on the population of counterculture, drug, messed up. I just this morning got to pray with a young man who's making his way to a, 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 a going to rehab to overcome heroin. And I thought, I stood there and felt so honored to be with a young man who's going through detox, standing there, submitting to prayer, wanting to get changed. That's a revival of the Holy Spirit right there. I'm proud of that young man. I'm thankful for his parents and their bold faith. That's the God I serve. It's got to be practical. It's got it's to be particular on each case. And, and, uh, and then also, the lost souls were coming into the kingdom by the, by the millions, by the millions. In my own high school, Altaloma High School in Southern California, on the base of the San Gabriel Mountains out there in the Inland Empire, Every week, people were getting saved, and even the unsaved were noticing it. Even, even the, the teachers, as well as the student body, were experiencing Jesus. And then also, I remember going to a church at Easter that was a formal religious church, and God was moving amongst them and reviving them. So God was saving the lost, and God was reviving the people that had gotten into cold formalism. I believe in God. He helps us to hit the mark in this hour, to understand our times, right? Are you excited about what God's doing? The prospect of you and I getting out of dullness, getting out of just lethargy in our own carnality and experiencing a supernatural move of the Holy Spirit? Are you excited about the idea of lost souls coming into the kingdom of God? I'm fascinated watching an interview with a guy I've been praying for for about 12 or 14 years who's smugly atheistic did a film about it, being dismissive of all religion. And I'm watching this man whose, whose wife had cancer and who he's taken a stand in certain ways. He's become a controversial hot point. Both of them are actually. And yet they're sitting in a debate being respectful to each other and being willing to listen to each other's dissenting opinions or alternate viewpoints and as one is witnessing to the other. And I'm thinking, that's answer to my prayer. Yes, God.
And you got a hold of me. And I think about, I'm in touch with that. How lost I was, empty I was. And how I cried out to the Lord, God, if you're real, show me. And within two weeks, God sent a guy in a 1962 Chevy Impala and a girl named Jill who invited me to church. And I, I in a private setting, received, read the gospel in a track, in a pamphlet, and I asked Jesus in my heart. And then in a public setting, I was able to acknowledge him before men where I got, I dedicated out publicly and they laid hands on me. And at that moment, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues without knowing what was going on. And I walked away like, oh, abadi, 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 abadi. And, and yet here I am. It ended up being biblical. It wasn't a cult. I didn't drink any Kool-Aid. It was thoroughly based on the Bible, Old and New Testament. It was authentically Jesus. Can I get a witness? Everybody say testify, pastor. So when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the spirit of truth who, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. John 15, 26. John 15, 26. And now I'm closing with this point here. It's John's, the Baptist testimony, the forerunner. It's the works of Christ that testified, his miracles. The Father himself testified. Jesus, the Old Testament, the scriptures testify about him. Jesus himself says his testimony about himself is true. The Holy Spirit testifies about Jesus. And then lastly, we as believers are part of the scriptural testimony. Look what it says in the next verse here in this passage of chapter 20, of 15, verse 27. It says, the helper will testify, the Holy Spirit. Look, and you will testify also. Can I get a testimony? Can I get a witness? This sister testified about, hey, my bones are better. That right there, biblically, when one part suffers, we all suffer. So when she was suffering, we were praying for her. Now she gets a victory, we rejoice with her. Another lady, she, she said, I got the breakthrough on Friday night. It was an obscure, uh, anonymous, yet specific word of wisdom, word of knowledge that came by the Holy Spirit or by revelation. She took hold of that. She got delivered. I'm fascinated by that. Some of us, we've, you know, you've, you've drifted away and now you're coming back. And here you are. You needed, it's important that you hear this. You say, man, uh, I testify that the Lord's been good to me. Who, who in here would say with me, I, I could testify that God has been, he's been good in my life. Amen. Keep your hand up for a minute. How many of you would like to see other people come to know him? Put your hand on your heart. And, and, and God, I pray you help our testimony. You help our witness. And I know based on Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you said we will receive power. He says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. Can I get a witness? In Jerusalem, that's where your feet are planted. Samaria, that's your next door. That's your surrounding. In, 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 in Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth, Local, regional, national, global. I, I believe we could do it all at the same time. Lift up both hands now. Say, here am I, Lord. Send me. Use me. 
Speak through me. Somebody's here, you need to give your life to Jesus. You're in the international sign of surrender with your hands. Stick them up. Just make yourself vulnerable and say, I believe. Jesus is Lord. I receive your mercy to cleanse me of all sin. Not by my works. They don't work. But what you've done is enough. And I receive you into my heart. And I receive a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. His equipment, His power, His gifting, His enlightenment, His vibrancy, His strength, His direction, His presence. Every day, wherever I go, my God shall supply all of my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Everybody say, Jesus. Amen. Let's stand up. Let's sing this song as we go. Hallelujah. I'm no longer a slave.